0: in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John Petro Show. Good afternoon. Right now, it is 106, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, which is to petro.com. Right now it's 106 on this Monday and this portion of the program is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, folks. You can sit out on the deck and you know, just delicious food, great crowd. Right now, right off of 146, it's the Lodge Pub and Eatery. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. I just received this press release. I wanna just um let's see. Okay, that's not important. Yes, okay. Um let me see this. Okay. Yeah, we'll go like that. Let me just get caught up on something, folks. I wanna um Yeah. Boy, that's a really good point. Um, talking about the, the York Channel 12 story, there's not even a denial that it happened. Just to focus on how innocent it was. Standing up for a friend is one thing. Using a mass media forum to do it is another. That is an excellent, excellent point. Um, but I want to uh, get to the press release that I was just given, or not given, but sent to uh, right now, and that is Governor McKee to sign crucial legislative package to strengthen gun safety laws. In the aftermath of the tragic mass shooting in Buffalo, New York, Uvalde, Texas, uh, Governor McKee will sign into law a crucial legislative package to strengthen gun safety laws and protect Rhode Islanders. The governor will be joined by legislative sponsors, Rhode Island general officers, advocates, Shannon Watts, founder of Moms Demand Action. The critical gun safety legislation the government will sign a law includes a ban on large capacity gun magazines, which have enabled numerous mass shootings include the massacre. Raise the legal age to purchase firearms in ammunition on Island from 18 to 21. And make the definition uh right met definitions of rifle and shotgun consistent with federal law and prohibit the open care of any loaded rifle or shotgun in public so that is tomorrow afternoon i'll have to weigh folks whether or not to attend that i may attend that i'm not sure yet it does fall during the course of of our program so i don't i don't know we're gonna have to we're gonna have to um wait and see on that i think uh You know, uh, someone had, again, someone had asked me, like, did he already sign? No, we did not sign that. Um, Let's see. This is uh, Ted Nisi put out. Sign of how the politics of LGBTQ and rights have shifted over recent decades. Rhode Island, Top House Republican proudly posted a photo marching in this weekend's Pride Fest parade. Blake Filippi had a blast marching with my House Senate colleagues. Making new friends. Special thank it all organized in that way. So there's uh, Blake Filippi that was there. You know, one thing I will... Um, oh, he's in front of Blake's Tavern. I get it. One thing, folks, is um, the Pride Fest Parade. So when Kate DiPietro's Miss Rhode Island Outstanding team That... Uh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. This is big. Rhode Island Speaker has given the green light for House Committee vote on driver's license for illegals. But it's the bill sponsored by Rep. Not the one sponsored by Rep. Williams. Okay, so that, the bill has already passed the Senate. And that is tomorrow at 3.30 in the House Lounge. Vote on several bills. in. um, well, tomorrow could end up being a busy day at the Rhode Island State House. Very, very possible. We're going to see on that. Let me just see the, um, yeah, as if Rhode Island needs that. Yeah, that's what Rhode Island needs. Now illegals behind the, the wheel. Whew. Yeah, that's exactly, it's exactly what the state needs. More people on the roads who don't speak English. Well, we'll have to wait and see if it's going to get out of committee. If it is going to, and that's House Judiciary, I don't know what the votes are. I'm not even hearing who's leading the charge on that. Folks, it's starting to become a runaway. I don't know. Should I, I? I'll have to think about it. I'll have to figure it out on that. All right, I do want to get to some some of the sound that we have, folks. And a lot of it is stuff from the weekend. A lot of it is uh, pride fest returning and then this other new holiday that apparently we have um but i do want to play some of the sound of the weekend I'll, I'll tell you that what's this plane with baby formula lands posted? that is suddenly news as a matter of fact that's news sebastian Benescola coming to providence i like him wow he's gonna be at the dunk he'll do really really well he's very funny um all right, let's stay on track here, Juan. Providence students raised money to help repair the Rhode Island 9 Memorial. I tried communicating with the, the people that were behind that, and the guy was absolutely impossible. Um, three people shot in separate incidents in Providence over the weekend. Does anyone think that the new gun legislation... Does anyone think that that's going to have any bearing or impact on that in any way? The answer is absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's not going to have any impact on that. Not by any stretch. All right. I want to get to there's a lot of sound over the weekend. Also, especially just where the economy is going Um, right now, folks, you know, you'd never know. By the way, the Rhode Island leaders are acting, just how serious the state of things is, where it's going, and what should, in fact, um, be done to prevent it. Now, ABC is reporting, a source has confirmed that a police, as police waited for more than an hour, None of the officers to check if the doors to the classroom were locked. This is becoming the textbook case of how not to handle an emergency situation like that. I th- it is absolutely, this, this will be the new, what is this? President Biden released a statement World Refugee Day. As we're getting record number of people. Record number of people coming over our border. The border situation is absolutely getting worse, not better. Um, but I want to find um, the the um, U.S. may take action against airlines slew of cancellation and delayed flights. It's it's bad, and it seems to be it seems to be getting. It seems to be getting worse, as a matter of fact, not better. Um, but I want to just go to this piece about the Supreme Court and all eyes on the Supreme Court with what's happening this week.
1: Supreme Court decision expected on abortion to a critical moment for gun control negotiations and the January 6
0: hearings continuing as well. Our senior White House correspondent, Mary Bruce, is there in
1: Washington tracking it all for us. Good morning, Mary.
2: Good morning, Rob. Yeah, this could be a pivotal week in our nation's history. All eyes on this big case on Roe v. Wade that could implicitly overturn the right to an abortion in this country. We are also closely watching a guns case that could make it easier to carry a concealed firearm in public. It comes, of course, as the Hill is racing to pass bipartisan gun reforms. Negotiators say they are still heading in the right direction, but they have hit a snag over Republican opposition to red flag laws and the so-called boyfriend loophole, efforts to close that. Negotiators are facing a tremendous amount of pressure though celebrities gun reform advocates and victims of gun violence are speaking out around the clock in what's being called an online filibuster and the top negotiator republican senator john cornyn over the weekend was booed and formally rebuked by his own party down in texas robin
3: well, the january 6 hearings of course continuing as well this week so what can we expect
2: Yet two more hearings this week, Robin. This time, the focus largely on the Trump team's effort to pressure state officials to overturn the election results. And in a sign that these hearings may be resonating, our latest poll shows that six in ten Americans now think the former president should be charged with a crime.
0: Wow, boy! If they do that, people are absolutely gonna freak. Absolutely going to start to lose it if they do that. All right, I want to get to folks. And again, good afternoon to 116. Here's the story about the airlines. I don't know what is going on. Awesome
4: consequences for airlines for canceling and delaying flights. The threat comes after a record travel weekend and just ahead of the busy July 4th holiday. Transportation correspondent Gio Benitez is at LaGuardia. Hey, Gio.
5: Hey there, George. Good morning. Yeah, about 3,000 flights were canceled since Friday. Travelers going from city to city just to get to the right place. Now the U.S. government wants to take action. Over the weekend, a slew of cancellations and delays just as people try to travel for Father's Day weekend. It's just been like nonstop cancellations. It's just kind of sucks that we can't, you know, it's, it's we're not going to see them at all today. And we all looked at each other. cry mackenzie roberts says two flight cancellations led to her missing a slew of celebrations including a family wedding
1: it's a 10 minutes till departure and then not even 30 seconds later it all went red and then went canceled
5: The travel chaos happening just as Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg reveals the U.S. may take action against airlines on behalf of customers. Buttigieg telling the AP Sunday that his own flight was canceled and, quote, that is happening to a lot of people. And that is exactly why we are paying close attention here to what can be done and how to make sure that the airlines are delivering. Buttigieg met with executives from the airlines last week to raise the issue. Industry analysts say weather caused most of the issues, but airline staffing shortages and soaring demand only make it worse. I think that these problems will last into the early winter, uh, possibly
0: even into uh, the middle of next year, because it just takes airlines time to hire and train critical employees like pilots. So what does this mean? The summer of 2022 is going to be travel
5: hell. And that summer is already looking exceptionally busy. Travel for the 4th of July may be the busiest yet. And so far this morning, just about 100 flights canceled. Not too bad, a lot better than the past few days. But remember that all of those people who couldn't get on flights this weekend, they're going to try to get on those new flights today, George.
4: I'm sure they are. You mentioned 4th of July. What should we expect?
5: a lot of the airlines, they've already canceled flights in advance for July. Just to have extra staff on hand just in case something like this happens again. And, and there's not a whole lot that really travelers can do. But what you can do is try to get on those earlier flights, the earliest flights possible. Those get canceled a lot less, George.
4: Makes a lot of sense. Juvenitas, thanks very much.
5: You
0: know, I, um, folks, I heard also the prices right now are just absolutely outrageous with w- what is happening. Um, w- without question that it, 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 but it, they're not even addressing it properly I also just want embattled former Missouri governor turned GOP Senate candidate Eric Righton's released a new ad Monday he and a group of armed men in tactical gear are on the hunt for rhinos Republicans in name only I'm like what some of these people are just tone deaf who would put out an ad like that? All right, I want to play yesterday. Larry Summers, former Treasury Secretary, was on Meet the Press. Listen to this. Is this, there, is this there is good?
6: Any concern that the Fed's now going to overreact, raise interest rates too high, while also pulling money out of the market—the quantitative tightening—is there is there a bigger risk of them doing too much, or do you still worry that they're going to do too little?
3: think they've got I think they've got to find, I think they've got to find a, uh, a balance but you know Chuck when the doctor prescribes antibiotics, if you stop taking them the moment you feel better, it can often be a mistake to not carry through. And if the worst thing we could do would be to start to stop inflation and not do enough uh, to slay the dragon. So I think the Fed has to be very, very careful uh, here on that issue. They have made huge mistakes of being behind the curve. Their models, to be honest, I don't think are accurate for the current situation. I think they're... Even their latest uh, forecast at this last meeting was, I think, wishful thinking in believing that they could restrain inflation with unemployment simply rising to slightly above uh, 4%. So it's a hard job for the Fed.
0: You know, if not impossible. And again, the White House, um, I want to stay with Meet the Press for a moment. White House trying to walk a tightrope with messaging around the economy.
6: He said this, people are really, really down. They're really down. Their need for mental health in America skyrocketed because people have seen everything upset, everything they counted on upset. Um, That was a blunt, understandable reaction, but it was um, it was. What's, what's what's their plan of dealing and getting... It didn't sound a, like morning in America, did no, it? Did. Obviously not. No, Um. he also said that a recession was not inevitable. He said, be confident. But I think the White House and the conversations I've had right now is trying to walk this tightrope, right? they got to demonstrate empathy with action, but they also don't want to talk us into a recession right now. So, in effect, they're trying to... You know, you you don't want to say to Americans that things are better than they are because Americans will realize for themselves that they're not. But what struck me in the conversations I've had over the last several days is the real frustrations, Chuck, among some Democrats. Talking to a leading Democratic lawmaker right now, there was a rare in-person presentation uh, earlier this week where some of the White House officials went to the Hill. Because it was it not. not well go well. There yeah. was, they said there was no strategy, no plan. This lawmaker said to me, we need to see the president be decisive. And they really feel like there's decision paralysis on some of these key issues, like tariffs and on student loan. You
0: know, there is, folks, because as that was Peter Alexander, as, as you know, um, Biden is just not up to the task. I want to play this, though, because this is, um, This is the beginning of the interview with Treasury Secretary Larry Summers. And listen to this on Meet the Press.
6: Seven million new jobs in 16 months, an all-time record. But if people aren't listening, it's because inflation is eating away at wage increases. The Dow now is down 18% for the year so far after another rough week. The Fed just raised interest rates three-quarters of a point. And there are real doubts that the Fed will, um, will have, has the ability to actually cool inflation without triggering a recession. Larry Summers, President Clinton's Treasury Secretary and, of course, an advisor to President Obama. He saw high inflation coming and says there's real danger of a recession ahead. And he joins me now. Mr. Summers, welcome back to Meet the Press. Happy Father's Day, Chuck. Thank you, and happy Father's Day to you. Let me let me start with sort of two takes on what's coming. You got President Biden in an interview with the Associated Press. He said a recession is not inevitable. Secondly, we're in a stronger position than any nation in the world to overcome this inflation. And then you've got Jamie Dimon, who essentially uh, says... Uh, there, I said there were storm clouds, big storm clouds, hanging over this economy, and now it's a hurricane. So, can both statements be true, or essentially, is is one person seeing a recession and another person not? Look, uh, nothing is
3: nothing is certain, and all economic forecasts have uncertainty. My best guess is that a recession is ahead. I base that on the fact that we haven't had a situation like the present with inflation above four and unemployment below four without a recession following within a year or two. And so I think the likelihood is that in order to do what's necessary to stop inflation, the Fed is going to raise interest rates enough. but the economy will slip into recession. I think that that view, which was not a common view a couple months ago, yeah. is now the view of a number of statistical models and the view of a range of uh, forecasters. And I think will increasingly become a consensus view.
6: Is, is a recession is a recession? A, a mild one necessary in order to tame inflation? Can inflation at this point be tamed without, an, uh, uh, without triggering a recession? I don't think there are historical
3: precedents for inflation at the rate we now have it coming down uh, to the target the Fed has set of 2% without a uh, recession. I think all the precedents point uh, towards a recession, a recession, Chuck. There's always a first time for everything, and I don't want ever to make uh, forecasts with uh, certainty. But if you look at a whole range of indicators, if you look at what's happened in markets, if you look at the relative levels of interest rates of different durations, if you look at surveys of consumer uh, expectations, and if you look at the simple fact that what drives inflation is supply and demand. Supply doesn't change that fast. And so mostly what you need to do to reduce inflation is reduce demand. And that is a very hard process to control, and so it usually leads to a recession. All of that tells me that while I wouldn't presume to be able to judge uh, the timing, uh, the dominant probability would be that by the end of next year, uh, we would be
6: seeing a recession in the American economy. Look, there's two things the administration is at least pondering in order to deal with high costs, provide some relief. But I'm curious if you think those decisions could actually end up uh, unfortunately contributing to inflation. So one would be a gas tax holiday, right? So you're lowering the price, making it easier for folks to go out there and buy more gas. And then the second is uh, taking out off some of these Trump era tariffs. Uh, uh, Are any of those If they're done as a relief mechanism for high prices, do any of those become inflationary? Uh, Is is there a risk of of both of those triggering a little bit more inflation? Look, I think cutting the tariffs
3: is clearly a good idea. It will hold down prices. It will enable us to take a more strategic approach uh, to dealing with China. It could take a percentage point or more off the CPI over time. Cutting tariffs is the right thing to do. And I hope the administration will find a way to do it. I'm no fan of the gas tax uh, holiday. I think that's kind of a gimmick. And eventually you have to uh, reverse it. I'll tell you what the most important thing is, uh, Chuck, and I'm not sure it can save the situation and prevent a recession, but it would be a very positive contribution. If at long last, we can have some kind of bipartisan uh, budget bill with three elements. With reduction of pharmaceutical prices, which will help health care and will also reduce the inflation rate. That's within our reach if we just use the government's large purchasing power uh, through Medicare, number one. Number two, uh, put in place... The partial repeal, not the full repeal, but the partial repeal of the Trump tax cuts, which would take some demand uh, out of the economy, increase confidence and reduce pressure on the Fed. And number three, um, an all in more energy supply approach that emphasizes freeing up fossil fuels in various ways in the short run and making with government support, the ultimate pivot uh, to renewables. All of that would take pressure off uh, the Fed, would bring down uh, the inflation rate, would operate to restore confidence, and would, I think, be a very positive contribution. And I'm not privy to all the discussions and negotiations that are going on in Washington. but. Surely, the most important thing for any public-spirited yeah. uh, people is to try to find a deal along those lines.
6: Uh, very quickly, a lot of business leaders are, are frustrated by the Fed. They felt like, and, and you know, the Fed didn't act soon enough. You're, you certainly thought the Fed should have acted sooner. Any concern that the Fed's now going to overreact? Raise interest rates too high while also pulling money out of the market, the quantitative tightening. Is there is there a bigger risk of them doing too much or do you still worry that they're going to do too little?
3: I think they've got to I think they've got to find a balance. But, you know, Chuck, when the doctor prescribes antibiotics, if you stop taking them the moment you feel better. It can often be a mistake to not carry through and if the worst thing we could do would be to start to stop inflation and not do enough uh, to slay the dragon. So I think the Fed has to be very, very careful uh, here on that issue. They have made huge mistakes of being behind the curve their models to be honest i don't think are accurate for the current situation i think their even their latest uh forecast at this last meeting Mm -hmm. was i think wishful thinking in believing that they could restrain inflation with unemployment simply rising to slightly above uh four percent so
0: it's you know what's amazing folks and again that is like Larry Summers, I know it was extensive. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePetro show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And remember, you can always listen online at our website dipietro.com. Right now, it is. It's uh, local time is 1:32 on this Monday. I'll tell you that what he is saying completely absent from the Biden White House, completely absent from. The Biden White House. This administration, hear me out. Wherever you're listing right now, whether you are listing in Uxbridge or Bellingham or Attleboro or Rentham or Lincoln or Providence or Burville, this administration has just been. A complete disaster, and the problem is the president. The problem is President Biden. It's not, you know, they think well he's just not communicating effectively, right? Biden, here's the he. You want to know? Here is the problem, and it's illustrated. And I mentioned this in the first hour. He's too old. He's too old. For the demands of the job and the situation we find ourselves in, he's not a young seventy-nine. How many people listening right now? Maybe you went and visited parent, visited a grandparent. Now my dad, rest in peace, Tom DePietro. He and I would tell people, basically, in visiting with him and talking to him, I, I really didn't see a difference from when my my father was seventy-two to eighty-two. You know, maybe a little older, but basically the same. Biden is not. People that knew him, you know, he's 79. People that knew him 10 years ago, 2012, when he was VP, world of difference, world of difference. And he's not getting better. He was shaky in 2019. He was obviously, they kept him out of sight in 2020. But the problem is he's not coming up with any ideas. He's not really showing leadership. The office is the office that he holds of president of the United States. That's what's dictating things right now, right? That's what people are following. So as far as, and we're we're Rhode Island. Now, with Massachusetts, Rhode Island's actually in worse shape than mass. Worse shape than mass. Um, Massachusetts still has very good schools. Actually, best in the country, public school system. Number one. And I recognize that Governor Baker has become very unpopular in the Republican Party, but he's a Republican. He certainly doesn't go woke. He's certainly not a progressive. And he has successfully led Massachusetts. He has a high approval rating. He could run for a third term. He's not going to, but he could run for a third term. Now, this is going to be a big election of who's going to take over for Governor Baker. But Rhode Island is going off the wheels. I don't know what the solution is. They've blown through so much money. Um... And now, you know, this business tomorrow, where Governor McKee will then even sign, first of all, the gun legislation is not going to do anything. It's not going to improve any type of safety. It's all theatrics. It's all for show. It's all political theater. That's number one. Number two, if this bill gets out, illegal is going to have a driver's license then all, all bets are really off. All bets are really off. And we need wholesale change at that state house. And I mean in a big, big way. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, now right now it's 136. And I want to remind you of a couple of, uh, of different individuals that support the program that I want to pass it along to you as well. And starting with Our friends at Yankee Tree, a lot of people are not going to do a lot of, I mean, airline travel. I'm going to pull it up in just a moment. It's so expensive right now. But Yankee Tree, you can find them online, yankeetreeservice.com. You can call them, 401-439-6028. The tree trimming experts in Lincoln, fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist, excuse me, licensed arborist. And they'll give you a free quote. So whether it's tree removal, if you've been thinking, you know what, I need to get that tree trimmed back, call Yankee Tree right now. A lot of times a tree doesn't need to be removed, just trim back a little bit. Tree removal, they do do tree removal and stump grinding. But tree pruning, they have emergency service, bucket, truck service, they do it all. I've had them come out to my home and they're experts. They'll tell you, okay, this tree I'm worried about one. This tree, I'm not worried about. Yankee Tree Service. Again, call them 401-439-6028 and online at yankeetreeservice.com. Well, folks, right now it's 138. I don't know what's going to happen with the driver's license. You know what else I want to mention is, do you notice there's been no debates None of the candidates for governor. And what no one really wants to highlight and talk about is the fact that our election system is changed. Our election system is changed because now the entire thing is coming down to mail ballots and ballot harvesting. And I, I fully don't think that people are going to get it until we go through this next election cycle. And then once we go through the next election cycle, I think then and only then are people going to start to fully realize just how detrimental this has been. But in years past, Channel 12 to their credit, Ted Nisi, Tim White, they've, they did, think of the effort they would put in, stage of the PPAC. Now, I always felt that that was a little bit too big. The arena was too big because they do get supporters that go. Um, the The ideal spot would be if Channel 12 would do a debate at the Vets Auditorium, where during the pandemic Governor Raimondo then Governor McKee used to have the COVID press briefings. It's a smaller room. It's a great stage. It's a beautiful theater. Um, it would it would just be a better fit. Just because the P is so enormous, but right now, and I don't know if people fully get it, but they're they're not, you know, the candidates. They don't feel they need to do any debate right now, because it's not about that anymore. That's the tragic thing about it. It's no longer about hey, you know, we got to win somebody over. You know, right now is just invisible. Is the folks' campaign. She is spending money on television. Her numbers are going nowhere. There's no buzz on that campaign. And I mean none. They are so behind the eight ball. Now, granted, as much as people can say, well, there's still a long way to go. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, we're still, that's, part of that is true. Because, but early voting, remember, it starts now. Think of this early voting you know, I haven't seen anyone mention this. Early voting starts in 60 days. Today is Monday, June 20th. Early voting starts, oh, well, on the 20, 24th, right? Let me double check. I have it in my uh, calendar. Um, well, it starts 20, 20 days before the election. So I do have it. Um... 24th, okay, so think of this, today is Monday, June 20th, this Friday will then be 60 days and counting for early voting for, this, for the um, September 13th primary. By the way, it's totally wrong, completely wrong, that should not be going that way. That is ridiculous. But this is the new way that they plan. This is how elections are going to be. And and I believe that Governor McKee feels that he can outbattle Nellie Gorbea. I think it's interesting when we talk with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe that he will point out that Nelly Gorbea will go weeks without so much, she won't do a press conference, she doesn't put out a statement, but it makes sense to me because as I've explained, if you're just paying people to go and collect ballots for you, the old way of doing the election does not matter. So what needs to happen, and by the way, I think we're really within the window of anyone that's gonna run for office. You have to, the deadline is coming up. Notice there's no mention of when the deadline is. I'll check to see if Gorbea has anything on that. But it's um, the window on that is shrinking big time as far as really, you know, they're not doing a big job to remind people, hey, such and such, the deadline is approaching for those of you that want to be on the ballot. And then remember, they still have to go and get the signatures um there's still a process to it, but that that window is is gonna be coming up without question Folks, if you 're in the car right now at one forty three maybe you're thinking you know what maybe it is time to get a new air conditioning unit. I want you to switch you know it 's open right now jay 's Broadway appliance and t v they're open ten to five. 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield, right down from Apple Valley Mall, is Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. They've been in business, family-owned business since 1963. Great selection on washers, dryers, dishwashers, refrigerators, but especially right now, grills and air conditioners. I was just there the other day. You deal directly with the owner. They will match or beat any package deal, and you can make an appointment for Saturday and Sunday Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, swing by there, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5, Smithfield, right up the street from Apple Valley Mall, right near the Thirsty Beaver in Smithfield. So right now, it's one forty-four on this Monday. I hope everyone had a uh, happy and safe Father's Day. So the General Assembly, they're really into the final stretch now. I think they want to get out of there and finish it. This week. I think this is the week that they want to finish, but it could start to go into next week. It could in fact go into, um, into, into next week. But as far as um, the Biden White House, as I mentioned earlier in, in our program, now members of the Democrat Party are starting to turn on on Biden. And what they're hitting them with is the age thing. What they're hitting them with is suddenly realizing, you know, there's two people that come to mind. One is Michael Bloomberg, who is 80. And the other is Bernie Sanders, who's 80. But they are much different individuals. And I'll bet over the course of the weekend, you know, you're listening right now. You have a parent who's a certain age. Maybe right around there, 79, 80, 81, and they are completely fine. Or maybe you have a grandparent that age. But then, conversely, you could have a relative who's also that age. And the the idea that um, they're just very, very different. Very, very different. So... Let me also just see this story. Failed autopsy, false arrest, or risk of bias and death examinations. I think that's interesting. Let me go to this, though. Do they have the ad of this Eric Greitens? Like, are you kidding me? A still image from a political ad or a Republican candidate for Senate in Missouri. Whew. Most menacing. SWAT's team style. Search of rhinos. I mean, he's actually using... I, I just, I don't get it. That guy is off. He was a rising star in the Republican Party. Um, no longer. No longer. Are they actually going to make a move and try to prosecute President Trump? I don't think so. But you you just, you don't know with this crew. Anything they can do to get people to not focus on the economy, I think is the playbook that they are looking for right now, because the the last thing that they want to focus on is in fact the economy right now, because it's it is. I'm willing to bet that yesterday, right now, folks. Good afternoon at um, one forty seven on this Monday. June twentieth, you're listening to the John DiPietro show. I am willing to bet Biden's considering a federal holiday on the gasoline tax eighteen cents a gallon. That's a gimmick. i am um, I think that they want to do anything to avoid having to talk about what's going on right now, and that Janet Yellen, Treasury secretary, now this is the woman that they're saying Ramundo was going to replace. She was on yesterday, I saw this, with Stephanopoulos, saying, is it possible that you were too optimistic last year about inflation? I want you to listen. This woman is the uh, Energy, Sec- uh, excuse me, Treasury Secretary. It
4: turns out that you and the President, maybe even the Fed, were too optimistic about inflation last year. Concerned that may be happening again with your, uh, your, your suggestion that a recession is not inevitable?
7: Well, um, inflation is really unacceptably high. Um, Part of the reason is uh, Russia's war on Ukraine his boosted energy and food prices in the United States and globally. It's important to recognize that um, the United States is certainly not the only advanced economy suffering from high inflation. We see it in UK. We see it uh, in France, Germany, Italy, um, and the causes of it um, are are global, not local. Uh, Supply chain uh, snarls. Um, partly resulting from lockdowns in China, are also boosting inflation. And so um, these, these factors are unlikely to diminish immediately. But over time, I certainly expect inflation to come down. And I think it's possible to have that happen in the context of a strong
4: labor market. Well, you expect it to come down, but the prices are going to go up before they go down, right? Again, most economists expect the inflation rate to move up to around 7% by the end of the year. Does that sound about right to you?
7: Well, we've had high inflation in the first half of this year, and um, that locks in high inflation really for the entire year, but I do expect in the months ahead that the pace of inflation um, is is likely to come down. Although, remember, there are so many uncertainties um, relating to global developments, and um, we're united with our allies in certainly wanting to take the steps necessary to um, address um, address to you know to to, um, punish Russia for what it's doing in Ukraine and there is some spillovers to us as well
0: you know again she doesn't have a lot of answers this this business that they just continue to try to say well we don't think that inflation is inevitable Um, they folks it just doesn't seem they just don't have a handle on it they absolutely don't have a handle on it now this is the voice you're hearing she's the one that they are expecting they're gonna she's gonna be packing after the midterms um let me just hear. This was a discussion on um, the J six
4: the
7: also committee.
4: has not moved for public. As I showed our poll right. uh, to Adam Kinzinger, only twenty one percent believe the president should be prosecuted or bears a responsibility. The poll also shows that most Americans are not paying close attention. Only nine percent right. paying close attention. So is it breaking through?
8: I, I think people don't see it as anything new. There is Jonathan's book. There was an impeachment hearing. You know, okay, we've we've been there. We've done this. Yes, partisans on both sides are watching it. The point that I want to make, Chris, isn't about, you know, this team normal, okay, all of these people surrounding him who were giving him advice, where were they telling the American people that this could happen? The outrage in this, and I think the lesson for a future staffer in the White House is don't sit back and just go, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's happening here? You've got to come out and you've got to be aggressive and protect our democracy and so this idea that now we've got these good people yes they were good people and i know a lot of them but you know what they had an obligation behind whispering in the in the oval they had an obligation to actually come out and say this is happening we need to stop it in real time
0: you know all of this stuff folks about the threats on democracy i i, I just they just won't let it go they, they absolutely won't let it go I also want to play this is Chris Christie yesterday on this week
4: and prosecuting the former president but it does seem pretty clear that what the committee was trying to do this week is demonstrate clearly that President Trump knew or at best should have known uh, that what he was doing was wrong was not legal
9: sure uh, they did that and I think what they gave you also just as importantly for the people in the country is a window into how the Trump White House was run. And not just run between November and January of 2020 into 21, but the entire time, that he did get some good people around him at times. But when those good people gave him advice that he did not want to hear, he did two things. He ignored it, and then he went and shopped it to get different advice. And then would go back to them and say, see, people are telling me, I'm hearing from others, you know, that you're wrong. And that's exactly what he did. But the stakes from November to January were enormous. And he never, ever stopped doing that kind of process of rejecting good advice from good people if he didn't like it. And shopping and getting some of the, what I call the crackpot squad, in there. Did he do it enough to meet that standard of willful blindness? Look, George, I think... There's two different ways to look at this as a prosecutor. And this is where justice is not equal necessarily in our country. It's different prosecuting John Carl than it is prosecuting a former president of the United States. And if you're a prosecutor looking at this, you cannot swing and miss if you're going to bring a case against the president of the United States. It has to be a 99.9% winner because the damage you will do to the country if you swing and miss is incredible. So I think there's a different standard. And that standard is going to be applied by an institutionalist cool. like Merrick Garland. And that's why I think it's unlikely.
0: I don't think anyone will like that. I really don't. I mean, we're going to have to wait and see if they're going to do it. But listen to this also exchange. Are you worried about 2024 with Representative Adam Kinzinger?
4: President Trump being elected. To- oh, hold on after state i've already pointed out the divide between Republicans and democrats over what happened on january 6th how worried are you about 2024
3: very worried you know i have an organization country first one of the things we're focusing on are those like election level elections as well the people that will determine whether they certify an election you know what kind of equipment's being used we just saw recently in new mexico uh people refusing to certify an election because they use dominion voting machines which are actually really good voting machines yeah. but they bought into this conspiracy and this is the untold thing we focus so much on what goes on in dc and congress congress and the senate but when you have these election judges that are going to people that don't believe basically in democracy authoritarians 2024 is going to be a mess and uh Wake up, America! Wake up, Republicans! Because this is not going to be good for you if you think it is.
0: Well, first of all, folks, we have very good reason to be concerned about how this election is going to go this fall. Um, as I have, you know, told you, there's there's nothing. Uh, the election you watch. This is going to be a battle. Our primary is very late, very very late. Listen to this piece about, you know, it still comes down to the cost of gas and
3: inflation.
1: Three years ago, the central bank hiking interest rates three quarters of a percent.
3: What they're responding to now is a robust and growing economy. Of course it could be slowed down too much.
1: Now, almost three decades later, with grocery prices up nearly 12 percent, airfares up almost 40, and gas up nearly 50 percent... Voters again are heading from the pump to the polls with the economy top of mind. The Fed's aggressive shift, coupled with historic inflation that's costing American families an extra $350 a month, already having an impact.
3: The economy and the country have been through a lot over the past two and a half years and have proved resilient. It is essential that we bring inflation down.
1: The average 30-year fixed-rate mortgage has jumped from 3 to more than 6% this year. Stocks have plunged 23%. And just this week, early signs consumers are cutting back spending, with retail sales down 0.3% in May. Now there's a real risk the Fed will have to induce a mild recession to stave off an even larger one, which might be smart economics, but not so great politics. A prominent poll taken days before the 1994 midterm elections found voters concerned and anxious over the economy and indicated broad disapproval of the Democratic majority in power. That election flipped both the House and Senate, ushering in the largest GOP majority in decades. Like then, recent polls indicate that voters from both parties consider the economy a major priority, listing it and inflation as their top concerns. With many economists expecting a recession in the coming months, the ever-present Russia-Ukraine conflict, and continuing supply chain issues, the question remains, five months until the midterm elections, will Democrats face a similar fate? For this week, Rebecca Jarvis, ABC News.
0: You know, your. the real answer there, folks, good afternoon at 157, is they, they don't know what to do. I mean, plain and simple, they don't know what to do, they don't know how to attack it. They don't know how to get this thing in gear and under control. Um, And here's the problem. The rest of the country is waking up to the incompetence. Except here, they still have a a complete hold on how things are done. Um, If you're listing right now at 158, this is the time, if there was ever a time that some houses, excuse me, house seats could flip, some state senate seats could flip in both Rhode Island and Mass. It's, it's right now, it's, it's, it's this fall, this election, because once, once you get into a presidential year, the amount of Democrat voters that come out to vote, it, it just goes through the roof. Also, looking at the globe, how about being Lisa's future back bay office, one of the biggest deals since COVID? 350 Boylston Street in um, Bing Capital is going to be moving into that. That's, that's huge. So some element and feel that things are coming back to life. Well, folks, it's 159. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. I want you to stay tuned. You're going to hear the 2 o'clock news. And then it'll be the John Deon program. We're going to be doing Facebook Live later. Find my page, continuing coverage of the uh, missing person case, Charlotte Lester. But again, visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11.
5: W-N-R-I, OneSocket. <laughs>